Welcome to the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. And welcome to episode 17 of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. It is April 17th, 2020, and I am your co-host, The Fat Wizard, joined today by... Alamaxia. And Lobos. And today we're playing Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Genesis, and this was released in 1992. A couple of first thoughts I had on this is... I kind of feel like this is uh, the Citizen Kane of video games, and let me let me uh, explain why. Um, yeah. So I watched <laughs> Citizen Kane uh, a couple years back because it's one of those where it's like everyone needs to see Citizen Kane, and when you watch it, it's not a great movie, but you have a, a much better appreciation for the media at the time. And so I felt that the same way about Echo, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts because I felt this was something that really helped me understand the Sega library a bit more, but I didn't feel like it was a, a, a super great game. What did you guys think? Overall, I thought the game, uh, it suffered from the controls a lot. It was really difficult to control Echo and try to get him to go exactly where you wanted him to go. And the difficulty was, it was there at the beginning. The middle game was kind of quick the, the middle game just went by really quick and then at the very end it just got insane hard but <laughs> yeah. i love us what you kind of enjoyed it i kind of enjoyed it you know it's it started off and it almost had i felt like kind of in like an educational feel to it i yeah. was like oh yeah you know i'm saving pods of dolphins and swimming around and eating fish and and i can use my sonar and it's super cool and then like the midpoint it's like now all this crazy stuff happens and you're like oh okay and then that you just you just have to you know throw and, all inhibitions out yeah. just be like okay whatever you want to do just do it just do it man. all logic cool. goes out the window yeah so let's talk a little bit about what you do in this game so you start out in the game and you're in the very first level which is called home bay and it's a very cool you know kind of low-key level you're just kind of swimming around there's other dolphins and you can use your sonar and you use the sonar to talk. So it's like if you hit another dolphin with your sonar, a little dialogue screen will come up and say, hey, Echo, how you doing? And one of the dolphins says, uh, how high can you fly? Did you guys find that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's a key that you should jump up in the air as high as you can. And when you do, this huge vortex like sucks everything out of the sea, but leaves you for some reason. And so much of the game is really focused around... So once you get that little story bit, a lot of the game is focused around just trying to figure out how to get out of the level. And often it would be there's a gate that is, is sort of sealed by this crystal. And the crystal, you can eventually move out of the way if you go find another crystal which unlocks it. So a lot of the game is really just kind of navigating these maze-like areas and finding these gate crystals to unlock these other gates, will, which will allow you to progress. And honestly, that's majority of the like 26 levels here. You, you kind of get into a rhythm once you get the hang of the game. You're like, okay, I see how to play this. But for me, when I started, 
it was a little bit of a challenge to be like, what what exactly is this game, right? Because it's not really like any yeah. other game I had played. Yeah. Yeah, the first four levels of it really felt like um like the the four or five levels entirely felt like the tutorial of the game because each one just kind of introduced a little bit of a different mechanic that you needed in order to carry forward into like the middle and end game of it. Yeah, and the whole thing with the crystals was like a I guess you can call it a puzzle, but it's like because there's no difference between the crystals, there's like the 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 crystal that is a basically a door and the crystal that is basically a key look exactly the same. And mm-hmm. later on in the game, there's like multiple crystals. So you're like, okay, I got to figure out which crystal this one's for and this and that. Though they do have it most of the time linearly set up. And it's also usually pretty obvious to figure out which one is the gatekeeper because, or which one is blocking the door or the exit. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, oh, here's a big crystal in between a passageway. Yeah, right? exactly. So we just kind of hit our first, what I would consider first level of the game, which is called the Undercaves. This is, um, it really teaches you immediately how these crystals work because immediately you go in it's a very narrow corridor once you enter a level you can't back out so there are linear levels it's not like an open world game like i which i originally thought it was going to be but you uh, immediately to your right you find one of the the crystals that you can hit with your sonar oh no actually you have to bop it with your nose yeah echo is a uh bottle nose dolphin i believe is a classification he is sort of like the flipper of um of dolphins here and uh so you you bob it with your nose and a little like concentric ring uh, appears on you and that's the indication that hey you now have access to use your sonar to knock out this other key and so you do that boom you've kind of solved the first puzzle so i will say in terms of like a tutorialization they do a pretty good job of teaching you the base mechanics early on yeah and echo has some base stats which is basically just health and then breath and you do need to keep finding spots where you can pop up and refill your oxygen. And uh, they teach you that pretty quickly. Also, if, well, I guess you don't necessarily figure that out. You could think something invisible is killing you, but there's a lot of sections. It's just like, uh, oh, you're kind of trapped. And if you don't get oxygen soon enough, you die really quickly. So, yeah, in many ways, that reminded me of the old Sonic uh, water levels, you know, where you uh, you're underwater and sure. trying to get the the breath and you, that song that comes on. It's like dun 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 yeah. dun 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 dun. And it's it's sort of the same thing where you can visibly see your air meter going down, and once your air meter is completely out, it starts removing your health. Mm-hmm. And then once once your health goes away, then you actually restart the entire level. And for Alamaxia, I think you made a good point about this. Seemed like it was a was it Alamaxia said it seemed like an educational thing. Mm, I said that. Oh, that was you, Lobos. Okay, it surprised me actually how hard this game was because <laughs> it, it was like. If you die on a level or you, yeah, I guess if you die, you have to restart the entire level. And, and some of the things you are doing in the level are quite demanding. Yeah. To the point where I heavily use save states and I encourage that uh, in the Discord because I'm like, yeah, some of these levels are going to be kind of a nightmare to, to redo over and over and over. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it became clear like that kind of levels would typically be broken up kind of into sections and each one maybe had like one hard thing you had to do. And then once you did it, then you can move on to the next section and then yeah. you would fail at that and go back to the beginning. And then I was like, okay, yeah, so I'm going to save state after I do the hard thing and then the next mm-hmm. hard thing, etc. But I feel like for some of the levels, that hard thing was just simply figuring out where you needed to go. <laughs> yeah. And, and for those levels, if you died and went back to the beginning, that didn't, re- it wasn't really that bad on a second time through. 
I do remember one level mm-hmm. um, mid-game where we have to make a, a very high, high jump at the very yes. beginning that uh, is <laughs> extremely frustrating to, we'll to even get one time. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. So yeah. let's, not, let's not get into there yet because there's a, a whole <laughs> section on the video yeah. that goes there. So uh, talking about a little bit more about what we're doing, actually, we originally said that the majority of the levels have you finding those crystals and opening gateways, but... Actually, the level we're on right now, which I believe is, is either the Vents or the Lagoon, has you rescuing three other dolphins. And this level probably took me the longest because there's a lot of really narrow corridors that you have to go down. And it's very hard to figure out where you are and where you need to be. You do have a little sonar ability, which if you hold down the sonar button, the sonar actually comes back and like hits you in the face and will show you a very small map of the area, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, like, hey, I did yeah, too. That's, yeah. You're kind of mapping out the area around you. Did you guys feel like the map was sufficient though to really get your bearings? Because I, I found that it was like, well, I can kind of see everything around here anyway. Yeah, I would I would use it to detect like, because I think they would show like certain pickups or like maybe a crystal so if I wasn't at a wall or, and I could see that there was another side, but not entirely what was there, like it would extend your vision uh, a bit more and then you could kind of see what's around there. But I didn't use it all that much, just in, in very specific cases. I tried to avoid using it for the most part, um, not because I didn't want to know where to go because that was very helpful, but anytime I used it, any enemies around me would immediately respawn. And Oh, is that true? I, huh. I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, there were times where I would uh, have just defeated like a, a shark or one of those puffer fish that we saw earlier. I would use my map, and coming out of the map, they would be immediately respawned right on top of me. So I, I had to wait until I was in, in more of a safe that's, spot to use brutal. that. Okay, so we're still trying to collect all the uh, all the dolphins here, and of course, some of the things you have to do on these early levels are really, really precise and demanding. We're looking at a scenario right now where there's this little brick you have to destroy. And the only way to destroy this is to use your sonar beam to push forward, or your sonar, I don't know, I guess sonar attack, whatever you want to call it, to push a... I'm not sure what this actually is. It looks like a ring of spikes, though. Yeah, it's right? like urchins or something, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you have to you have to you have to use your sonar to push it along, and you have to like go up and then left and then up and then right, and it it's kind of imprecise to the point where often I would shoot those urchins into the geometry and be like, oh no, I can't get it now. So you have to go back and you have to redo the whole thing. And that, it was just very, very time-consuming. And that was a good example of when I would use save states. I'm like, all right, cool. I pushed the urchins you know, a good deal to- closer to where they needed to be, save here, because if, I'm, if I mess up, then I can kind of restore there right away and not have to redo that whole stuff. But along the way, you even had the obstacle of an octopus that, yes. that they, they give you a hint in, in the earlier in the level, swim by him slowly, and you don't realize how slowly you really have to go. <laughs> you do. Really yeah. slowly, or else, or else he'll hit you with his uh, his his tentacle, and uh, he actually slightly prevents you from progressing, and also will damage you. So, yeah, and and that's really nerve wracking, especially when you're considering I'm almost out of breath. I need to get past yeah. this guy really quickly, but you got to play it cool because he'll knock you if you uh, if you don't go too slow. 
Good points. Uh, some other obstacles we're dealing with here are there's some shells that are spiked and you have to, it took me actually quite a while to figure out uh, how to progress past uh, one of the areas because there's an area early on, I think it was in the, the second level, uh, the under caves mm -hmm. where there's uh, a bunch of shells that are blocking a uh, path. And I, I spent forever trying to figure out like, how do I get past these? Do I use my sonar things? Uh, no, you actually have a dash button. And so the dash button does a couple things. One, it'll damage slash destroy enemies. It will also damage slash destroy like those shells we talked about. And the third thing that it really does is it will allow you to eat these little tiny fish if you come into contact with them. And those are how you actually heal up for the most part. Yeah, that level you're talking about with the spikes that you have to destroy the first time. There's also another passage above that has like this water current that like won't let you swim past it. But I, I managed to do that like two or three times. So I thought that's just how you were supposed to to do that part. Oh, so, so you, just, you managed to get down past the, the current? Yeah, the, I don't know why. Glitch maybe? Okay. I don't know. But I did that. And then at some point I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was like... <laughs> what happened and it took me forever i actually had to look up and then they were like oh yeah just break these with your snout and i was like oh my gosh okay i think i ended up just hitting the button out of frustration and bopped one with my nose and went oh that's how you do it we're still early enough in this early enough in this video that i haven't realized that you actually swim faster by mashing on the a button i thought yeah. you i thought you just hold down the a button to swim fast and so those uh, those rapids that you're talking about, I haven't figured out how to actually get past those. Later on, I figure out like, oh, you actually have to mash on the A button quite quickly. And then you, you kind of go a lot quicker. Yeah, and, and I feel like also whenever you're hitting the A button, it gives you a little bit more maneuverability with Echo. Like he was a little bit more responsive to your controls. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now we are on uh, Ridgewater, and I think this is the first level. It might they might have introduced this enemy a little bit before, but it's the crab enemy, oh, and yeah. the crab enemy will just hang out on walls, usually in a place that you can't actually get to, like they're in the geometry, and they'll come at you and just damage you. And, and they were really annoying to have to deal with. And as we see, we're trying to navigate down uh, down these very narrow corridors. There's there's kind of a maze like of corridors, and they're just all over the place. And it's like, oh come on, <laughs> crabs! Please stop trying to eat uh, Echo for for dinner here. Yeah, and when you try to attack something, it's kind of annoying because you press the charge button, and then Echo has to like pull back a bit, and then he charges forward. And so if something's coming at you, and you hit it just not early enough then yeah. echo will take so much time that the thing will you'll charge past it and not hit it and still take damage from it and it can be it can be kind of frustrating <laughs> if you're trying to kill things yeah often though if there was a uh straight away i would just keep smashing on the the dash button mm -hmm. and in and, and more often than not i would dash into an enemy and then immediately dash into another enemy and so yeah. you can kind of just like i'm just gonna mash on the button and get through this this place safely yeah because even if you don't kill the enemy on the first hit, they it makes them uh, flash like transparent for a little bit. And you know that you can pass through them yeah. safely. Yeah, I was going to say one thing that I found kind of annoying with the dash is when you are just trying to dash past enemies, you don't necessarily want to hit them. The dash has an auto aim feature that forces <laughs> bit, Echo yeah. to, to go out of line with where you really want to go. Mm -hmm. So in, in this corridor where we're swimming between all, all these stingrays, 
if I just want to go through it really fast, I have to mash that A button. I can't dash. Otherwise, I hit them. <laughs> I, I will say, though, uh, I, maybe it was my excitement for, for getting the health, but I always felt like trying to dash into the small little fish to eat them to to regain health, I would actually miss them so often. Yeah, they, they I'd move away like, from circle me, around so. them. Yeah. I I had a better time like figuring out where they were and then moving off screen and then charging at them from off screen cuz yeah, yeah, I would get too close and they'd move out of the way and yeah. Now, did you guys find how the uh little uh, clams that you could use your echo on mm-hmm. and yeah. they would release the bubbles to heal you instead so you you had two ways to heal yourself there i think some of them would shoot out fire bubbles though right no, yeah they the have red, red bubbles, bubbles. Yeah. the red bubbles so i kind of just not i didn't i didn't really use them that much because i'm like i don't know if it's a red bubble or blue bubble but eh, it's it's scary <laughs> so i um i think the first level where you rescue dolphins um and maybe the first or the second i rescued like two out of three and then i found the exit and i was like okay uh and then i was like wait a minute and i looked up just in case and if you rescue all three then you get an ability that upgrades your sonar and i was like oh so i don't know if they offer a way to get it later but potentially if you don't do that then you miss out on stuff like for the rest of the game i don't know I think the sonar that you get is what's called the confuse sonar, and that allows you to uh, use your sonar on the sharks or the hungry ones, and it basically makes them spin in place for a quick second for you to, mm-hmm. to swim by them. But yeah, I, I'm not, I don't I'm think not it locks sure, you out of any content. There's also there's also something called a damage sonar, um, and and I didn't know how to do this. I think I rescued all three dolphins, but didn't figure out how to use this ability because apparently you're supposed to first dash, but right as you're about to attack, you hit the the sonar button, and then it will damage enemies. Yeah, so yes, weird. there is a confuse sonar as well, but there's also a damage one. So having a damage sonar <laughs> sonar would have been really great, especially yeah, I, for I this never level. Used that which is open ocean, which this one's interesting because this is just a, a straight shot. There's just a bunch of sharks and you have to just go from the left to the right and there's tons of sharks. And to the point where I was wondering like, is there something I'm supposed to be doing? Cause I feel like I've been yeah. going to the right here for a long time. Yeah. That was the level that kind of was a dead giveaway of, okay, some of these levels are literally just going to be, I guess, traveling levels. It's not going to be quite yeah. a, a, a maze. You just, gotta get through the level exactly i will say that the next level we are in ice zone is really when i think i started to warm up to this game a little bit oddly enough in the ice zone Uh, Hmm. because because i think this game if it was 26 levels all in like a blue ocean i just needed something visually different to look at and uh, so about like six or seven levels in they give you a instead of a tropical tropical ocean now you have a frozen arctic i'm like okay you know some a new palette to look at we have some new enemies like these these huge spider things that that hang out there (laughs) spider crabs yeah man they're terrifying (laughs) spider crabs and i I I do want to talk about real quick about why we're in the arctic because if you're going through the levels and you uh there's there's this npc that you'll find in the early levels he's uh he's the killer whale and you talk to him and he's a big blue right no this is the orca that the, the yeah. orca, he's oh, like he's yeah. the one that says big blue is to the north, and right. then another one's like he's really far to the north. So we've traveled so far north that everything is ice. We have frozen water all around us, and we're trying to find whoever big blue is because Echo doesn't know what happened to his pod, and he's just going around effectively asking everyone he can, "Hey, do you know where my family is?" <laughs> yeah, 
He's a poor little kid in the, the supermarket trying to find his parents. Yeah. They do also mention that Echo has, I believe it's five stars on his forehead, which makes him look a little unique compared to the other... Uh, oh, yeah. The other dolphins. Now, here we're seeing a, a sequence where I thought there was a lot of fun. Uh, often what you do in Echo is you have a little, we'll call it like a pond, so a very localized area you can swim in, but then you can jump out of the water over some terrain and into another little pond. And this is kind of cool because with it being icy, you actually kind of like belly slide on the the ice there. And I, I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I like doing that a lot. And especially after I figured out you could jump while sliding and jump mm-hmm. over like the next gap so you don't go down into the water there. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just uh, finished up ISO. Now we're in a level called hard water. And hard water introduces some blocks of ice that actually move around and if those blocks of ice uh, you know kind of catch you on terrain you like squish you it'll instant kill you and as we see right now there is one section in this level where there's just ice that's going all there's probably like eight ice blocks and they're all just going like chaotic uh, movements and i definitely got caught a couple times in between (laughs) blocks did you guys have any trouble with those i definitely got killed quite a few times (laughs) I I got killed a few, but I found there was the uh, there was an outside area on the the uh, left wall and up and around you could swim pretty quickly and avoid almost all of it. Mm, okay, <laughs> interesting. I did like these levels a lot because up until now it's been a lot of just find the find the uh, crystal and unlock the things and and dodge the enemies, which are kind of random. I always felt that the enemies, although they do have a set attack pattern. They, they were kind of just random, right? But these had patterns you could observe and be like, okay, now hold here and then burst through here, j- dash through here. So I felt like I was getting a little more of like the the um, Twitch-based um, strategy there, you know, like trying to time my dashes. And I, I did like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we are just about done with this level because we, we have to... At the end of the level is that those like a bunch of ice blocks that... Uh, are all moving together. And once you get the keystone, you're able to finally get back through there and go on to the next level, which is called cold water. Of course, we're actually coming up pretty quickly on uh, finding Big Blue. I believe he's in this level. Um, I guess we'll find out fairly quickly, though. And this is one that, Lobos, you were talking about where you will need to jump over spikes. So you'll be like... um, on your Mm. belly sliding across the ice and there's also spikes that are on the ground so you have to like kind of slide jump slide jump to hit the the open patches of water that you need to go into yeah yeah i think if you hit them it knocks you the other way so you have to otherwise your progress is wrecked i definitely ping-ponged a couple times in between two spikes (laughs) uh and and those those do actually damage you so (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, this this level had one of the more frustrating parts, which was what you were just doing, which is this just this this column of water with an opening at the top, but there's this current that's pushing down, and what you have to do is just get up there and then jump to the left or the right, and but getting them to I I don't know if you guys found a better way to do it, but I would just get up there constantly, and as he'd reach the top, I would get a jump off, but it would just go straight up, and I couldn't uh, yeah, you can't move I, and. Yeah, it was air. very. It's very hard because you you basically have to angle your jump. As far as I could tell, you have to angle your jump 
before you actually breach the water. But of course, because this was so narrow, if you angle too quickly, you're just going to hit a wall. Yeah. So yeah, definitely spent some time trying to get up there. All right, cool. Now, we actually did find Big Blue. Here's this huge... You guys said he was an orca whale? Is that no, right? this is this a blue whale. blue whale. Oh, blue whale. Yeah, he's absolutely huge. He's probably, yeah, I'd say, 20 times the size of Echo, maybe? And I uh, actually couldn't figure out how to talk to him because I'm just, like, shooting my <laughs> sonar all over. But you have to shoot the sonar in his eye. <laughs> That's I don't know, how did blue you guys, whales talk, man. <laughs> did you guys figure... Oh, but uh, he, he is breathing out, and I was like, oh, can I breathe the air he's breathing out? But I don't think you can. Did you guys figure out how to talk to this guy? No, that's interesting. Like, you shot it at his eye here, but yeah, I guess yeah. it just barely missed. But oh, there you <laughs> go. I didn't really have any problems. Yeah, and so uh, he basically says, hey, you're brave to come see me. Sorry about your pod. I'm going to help you. Uh, what else does he say here? Oh, yeah, he says that we know there's uh, these violent storms that occur every 500 years. Uh, and then when they happen, all traces of life vanish. Um, but he doesn't know why that occurs. And he's like, hey, don't give up. There is one older and wiser than I. And you're like, oh, okay, really? Great. Um, yeah. And it's called the asteroid. Yeah. And uh, he calls it the oldest life form of the sea. He doesn't really say what it looks like, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's kind of a surprising thing when you actually get to it. You're like, oh, that's the asteroid. That's kind of weird. And it says, hey, if you can talk to it, then maybe it'll be able to help you. And it says, uh, Big Blue says, hey, it's going to be inside of the deep water zone i believe mm-hmm. which is actually the next level so we have a mission we have our next mission which is get to uh the deep water yeah and i feel like at this point like the the thing of a storm every 500 years it carries off a bunch of animals is weird and suspect but everything's still kind of normal up to this point okay now let me ask you and i's honest question how many thought that there was going to be aliens involved the minute that they saw that little vortex thing because i was like it's aliens you know that's got to be aliens there's nothing else that it could be it's got to be aliens (laughs) the sound effects for it definitely uh led me to think alien (laughs) yeah yeah that's one that's one of the reasons i was really interested in echo is i wanted to see if this goes in a place where it's like, okay, you start out in the ocean, but then it goes crazy and you're starting to explore like outer space and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't go quite that far, but we get, I think we get some cool rewards a little bit later on. Often we'll go to some levels that we've already been to. And I think this might be one of those. I think there's a couple times you go back to levels where you've already been and you, you either have to find a new exit out or you basically have to find the same exit out. I can't remember which which one it is uh but you guys notice that as well that's often it's like all right go back to this level that you were literally just at yeah some of them, most of them had a purpose like uh like there's definitely well I, I won't spoil it but coming up there's a place here you go and you gotta it helps you travel so um yeah. that you have to return to and do that a, a couple times mm-hmm. uh i think yeah. you go back to yeah one of the first areas to talk to a dolphin or something and you go back to the very first level i remember that yeah while we're kind of like you know roaming around here i want to talk about the music i actually feel like we always forget to talk about the music but this game i love the music and i'll tell you what i probably listened to the soundtrack about five or six times while playing this game i don't know did did the music kind of hit home for you guys was it was it nothing special or was it like oh this is great stuff 
I really like this music. Um, it's more ambient than what I'm familiar with, which is Echo 2, The Tides of Time, Ooh, which okay. has a banging soundtrack. <laughs> but it's, I still really liked it. I liked it. I, I would say the sound design, although the constant charging and sonar could get on, could get become grating on the ears. But overall, I really liked it. The music was nice. Um, after spending about four hours in the first few levels, though, the music in those got a little, a little on my nerves, and I, I fumbled my way into figuring out how to turn off the music. You can actually toggle it on and off. Uh, if, you, uh, oh. if you pause the game and you hit yeah. your A and B button at the same time, toggle it. Oh, interesting. Oh. They knew that. They were like, okay, people are going to be stuck here, so let's, let's give them a break. You know, I think I found that also, and I was like, who wants to turn off the music? I'll leave that on. Mm-hmm. I definitely had it on for a vast majority of the game, but levels that I went through a few too many times, I was like, I, I don't want to listen to this music again. They definitely <laughs> have themes, you know, like you'll, you'll hear and identify certain types of music with like, all right, I'm out in the, the kind of the ocean here, what's more spread out or the under caves where there's a bunch of chasm, narrow chasms. They definitely had distinguishing music, which I appreciated. And to the point where, uh, when I was listening to the, the OST on YouTube, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm out in the ocean, just kind of swimming around the fishes or the fish. And this is really great. So maybe I was the only one that really appreciated this music, but uh, it, it's good. If, if people haven't listened to it, they might want to give it a listen because uh, I thought it was very relaxing. Yeah. Now we are on the, we're, we're on deep water and this is roughly halfway through the game, I'd say. And we just found Asterix. Or is that his name? The Asterite. Asterite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really this looks like a DNA sequence. Um, but they're like little balls that are orbiting as opposed to like, you imagine a DNA thing being like these ladder type things that are circling. These are just like little bar- balls that are circling in a, in, a, in a pattern there. What he says is basically, like, hey, I can, I can help you if you help me. And you must go uh, travel into the past to help him regain his full strength. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm looking for in this game. <laughs> and he says, go to uh, the West. And there's a sunken city called Atlantis. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. I hope that Atlantis is really, really crazy. And essentially, you get there. And uh, well, actually, before you get there, you have to find a time travel machine. I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Because I was, I was, again, I was hoping for that sci-fi flair on this. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get to the uh, teleporter machine in just a bit here. But were you guys excited about the idea of going to Atlantis? That was pretty sweet. And uh, whenever he was like, and you're going to travel time, I was like, and this game just got weird. Yeah, that, that this is the point where it starts. It, it's still not like, I don't know. It's like, okay, time travel. All right, fine. But then he, it gets even more weird later. Also, he just asks you to go find one of his globes. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess I'll do that. That'll help you find my family. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, and that that's yeah. actually a, uh, that is a critical hint for later on mm-hmm, finding one of the mm-hmm. globes. But we'll talk about more about that boss fight because I definitely had some issues with it. <laughs> so uh, the next area we go to is called the Marble Sea. And so now we're getting into what almost looks like a city that's underwater. And uh, immediately you find these gold chains. You can bop the gold chains with your nose to break them. Uh, did you guys figure that out right away? 
Yeah, I think one of the earlier levels had chains that you could bop, but then there were other chains that you couldn't bop. Um, that yeah. I think you needed like, or maybe it was this level actually. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's yeah. gray chains which you need a little box that has it looks like chains on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not chains. They, they I don't know what they look like. They look like C's, like the letter C. Yeah, like anyway. You yeah. you you push the um, that block into the gray chains, and that breaks the gray chains. I didn't make that association immediately that gold chains, you can use your nose and gray, you have to use the uh, the block. So there's a, a part a little bit later that I get stuck, a little mm. bit confused. But I got to say the level here is refreshing. And just again, the palette change is a much needed departure from the other stuff that we were playing before. It just really, I think, breathes life into what essentially is an exploration game, having yeah. a unique tile set i think is paramount to keeping my interest at least and i love the level design in these in this area because of just not only say the tile set but the different challenges that they introduce like they have some switches that you have to um you have to sing to a crystal and it says access granted and then oh yeah i guess that opened up something yeah. somewhere and you have to go find it so it, it added that sense of urgency exactly mm-hmm. Here on a part that I was thoroughly confused because you you find this little statue that looks like um I don't know it's like an Apollo or Poseidon statue in stone and if you hit it you get this little um, circle like blue star thing that that orbits you mm-hmm. and it it kind of looks like we were talking about those urchins before I was like okay so what I need to do is I have to hit this thing to get the uh, the little stars to circle me. And then I have to race all the way across the other <laughs> side of this level and use that to like kill the gray uh, chains, right? And so every single time I did it, I was like a fraction of a second just away from from hitting <laughs> it because the, uh, eventually the uh, the little things orbiting you will go away. Yep. And um, ultimately, what what I figured out is the only purpose of that the, those little blue stars that orbit you are um, they kind of give you invulnerability and anything that you touch will will die, uh, like enemies. But also, more importantly, is when it expires, it actually gives you all your health and oxygen back. So it's like, that is your that is your, your saving grace there. It's just like, if you got that, you're good to go for the next couple minutes. You know, you don't have to worry about air. You don't have to worry about life. Yeah, and you can reuse them. So if you remember where they are and are willing to backtrack, yeah. you can just make things a lot easier on yourself. Yeah, but ultimately what I found was that the the thing that opened up that gray chain was actually a little access stone like Alamax he was talking about earlier. You have to go slightly below that where that gray chain was. After doing all that, you complete that level and you go on to the library. And the library is a, a cool little change of pace because you start out the level and there's a bunch of these crystals that you can use your sonar on. And they fill you in with a little bit of the details. Um, and I have the details up right now. Let me try to summarize it uh, for everyone. Uh, there's about like six different crystals. And they start saying, uh, hey, we're losing uh, a war with the planet Vortex. And I think that's the first time you hear about a planet named Vortex. Yeah. It says Atlantis is in ruins after a beam struck from space. We have escaped into the past with our technology. And so now I'm like, all right, these games doubling down on that sci-fi yeah. stuff. That's awesome. And then there's another one that says, says crystals contain encoded messages, and then certain sounds reflect the message back. So that makes sense why using your sonar will often allow you to like, you know, get a message from them. 
Let's see what else here. Another one was talking about the vortex. They suspect the vortex are dying and can no longer produce food. So over 500 years, when the earth and vortex have a clear path, the vortex feed on the earth. <laughs> and it says it actually increases in size. And so I was like, oh man, this is really cool that um, they have this, uh, this explanation for why these, the vortex are, are consuming Echo's family. <laughs> Yeah, and they keep eating more and more every time, yeah. so it's just more and more sea life gone, or mm -hmm. more, potentially more than sea life. After that, a little bit, we get to a part... Well, this was a nightmare for me, because there's another one of these places. There's about five gray chains, and so at this point, we know that the gray chains can be destroyed by using those little blocks, you know? But there is a block, but it is about... Um, there's, there's like these little wells. So there's about four or five wells in between where the block is and where the gray chains are. And what you have to do is you have to push the block into one of the wells and then it'll hit the bottom. And then you have to go to the bottom and like nose the block up the well and then off to the side a little bit. And you have to do it like five times. And the controls aren't super precise. It's not really easy to like get to the bottom of a block and um, lift it above you. Did you guys have issues with that at all? Yeah, I totally did, yeah. That, that took me a while, and then I eventually like looked it up because I tried to lift it as much as I could, and I was like, it doesn't seem this, like I can do this, yeah. and I can't charge it across the gaps. <laughs> yeah. And even if I could, it would slide into the next pit. Um, yeah. You're like, so, am I doing the right thing? But the thing I was using, uh, you probably were using as well, it gave a good tip where you like, you hold down, down. You scoop once, and then you scoop a second time after yeah. you've scooped, and then it would hold it, and that worked fine. But yeah, so what what I did, yeah, so I I go to the very bottom, and I nose it up a little bit, and then immediately go to the bottom again, and then you kind of have a good grasp on your nose. Yeah, the way I found to do it was I had to push it all the way to the left, then push it all the way to the right, and then if I went uh, down under it and pushed it up, it would stay on my nose. But if I didn't oh. do that, I could not keep that thing on my nose to save my life. I had I I probably went through about thirty or forty attempts on that area just to Ooh. get it just to get it through. That was that was the most brutal part of the game for me. Oh no! Yeah, jeez. There are definitely some sections in this game, that being one of them, where I I, I looked at a guide. And I'm like, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing here because yeah. this seems a little more difficult than it should be. And there's one part, we haven't got to it yet, so I don't want to spoil it yet. Lois, you kind of already talked about it, but um, where I looked up a guy, I'm like, all right, let's make sure that this is what I'm supposed to be doing here. So let's see. We are all in the city of forever now, which is, again, the last city in Atlantis. And I thought I had this section with the teleporter on this, but I guess not. But I do have the section on the teleporter neck or later on. So we'll talk about that teleporter when we get to it on the second part. Uh, and this city for forever has a we've we've seen this a couple times where there is a there's like a draft that's that's pulling you upwards and you want to go down and occasionally there'll be a, a little block and you can push that block to block the current and then as as long as the block is like going downwards you can swim behind the block and it will make it so the draft doesn't affect you and I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. Although the blocks when they first introduced that were, I could not see them at all. So like, I, yeah. it took me forever, and I accidentally pushed it at some point when I was swimming around. And I was like, "What was that?" And then yeah. I saw it fall down, and I was like, "Oh, 
Okay, okay, I'll try that. Where did it come from? But then you had to. Yeah, and there, it's not like a. If you think about Mario, they'll usually have like a dispenser, or it's like here's a uh, here's a clear pipe that this thing is coming from. In, in Echo, it's like if the block goes away and you need to use it, it actually just kind of like respawns after some time. <clears throat> now here's a funny bit that I I again I forgot that you could use the gold or you could hit the gold chains with your nose. No. <laughs> so I find a, I find a chain. I'm like, okay, I need one of those little blocks, and I happen to found, find a block on the way other side of this level. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm, I, I moved it up to the top of level. I pushed it all the way to the right side. And now I'm trying to get the block um, up this hill, which is not oh, working oh, at all. You don't. And I almost get it. I almost get it. But what's funny is I accidentally, <laughs> in trying to get the block <laughs> up the hill, I accidentally missed it on the dive. And I actually hit the gold chain with my nose. I was like, oh, of course, I can just hit the... The gold chain with my nose there. So the, re- the reaction of Echo to that, like you controlling Echo, like said everything because you like stopped yeah, for a second stopped, and like, then you're like, what? what? And then <laughs> you went and got air and then you were like, what the? Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, I, th- that is some of the moments I really do like about Echo is the the process of discovery and although sometimes it's it's hard to figure out what you can do. As long as you're just kind of playing around with stuff and trying out new stuff, I feel like you're going to figure it out at some point, you know? Yeah. I did have to read the manual, though. Did you guys look up the manual at all? I didn't. I read enough of the manual just to uh, to figure out what the controls were, but I didn't, didn't look too yeah. much beyond that. That's kind of what I used it for. I'll tell you what I really liked about it, though, is um, it was definitely written by someone that likes dolphins or is yeah. fascinated in them because there's a bunch of, like, dolphin trivia. Oh, cool. And and I actually learned, uh, you know, like dolphins can only stay underwater for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and what's funny is a little bit later on in the game, you ta- you you can ping one of the crystals and the crystals are like, hey, if dolphins can't breathe underwater, why do we live underwater? I'm like, that's a great <laughs> question. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's cool. If people are interested in, in playing the game, I, I do recommend taking a look at the manual because it does give you instructions how to play the game and a little bit of lore, but also it gives you some cool little dolphin trivia and stuff I didn't really know about. And so I did appreciate the idea of kind of using this as a, as a vehicle almost to teach people more about dolphins, you know? Yeah. And and, and I, I think we see this a lot in those in retro games where we have like unique concepts that don't really make a lot of sense. You know, like you think about something like Toe Jam and Earl, Echo the <laughs> Dolphin. Um, uh, what was the other one I'm thinking? Earthworm Jim. It's like the, these are cool concepts and it really requires sort of a dedication to a unique mechanic or unique avatar to show the story. Now, Lobos, why don't you walk us through this section right here? Yep, there you go. You did it. We're uh, on the city. We're on the city. Uh, the city of forever. So. Yeah, it's another like a uh, tall, like a uh, column of water that has kind of a high wall on the right side, and a not, really, really high wall. Yeah, it's a high wall, and there's you explore the rest of the level, and you're like, I don't, I don't see anywhere else to go, and maybe I could do that. And so you try and try, and sure enough, you can uh, end up jumping over. You know what's funny, though, is I don't actually think I did that, and I don't know how, because I remember reading the guide, just to make sure, right? (laughs) And it talked about the jump that you just did, this really long fall, 
but I don't remember doing it. And oh, really? I don't know how I got past there that was part an, now. There was another way you could get to this area without having what? to do that. Wait, how? In the uh, in the ver- very first part of the level where there's that gate that you pass on the right side, if you go up and to the right, there's a little cubby where you can see one of those statues off into the distance, past like areas of level you can't actually move. But if you mm-hmm. shoot your sonar and hit that statue, it'll open That's that what gate I did, yeah. and let you get oh, to this area. Amazing. Because I, none of the guides I none of the guides I saw even mentioned this. They were just like, "Hey, yeah, it takes me forty or fifty times, so <laughs> just ha- have fun." I don't know. That's amazing, though. Okay, because you do have to go back through an area again. And when I went back through through there again, I was like, "Oh, come on, really?" <laughs> but having oh man, that's I would wish I would have known that. Yeah, we did. Also, we skipped that other level that had the big central where you had to jump over. And that I feel like I don't know if you guys like nailed the mechanics, but the best for to get like a huge jump with Echo out of the water, the, the best I could find was just to circle around underwater and then yeah. basically clockwise circle and then come up if you're going to the right. And then as you hit like a diagonal upright, you would just boost and you would somehow get more speed and, and mashing the the dash button. It was it was a mess, but so I was a little, uh, a little uh, misinformed on when the time travel sequence comes up. We finally hit it. So again, we're in, I guess, it, the uh, we're still city forever, and we want to go back in time. And so we hit this little glyph, and it says "time travel initiated, traveler echo." And then you get mm-hmm. up to the, these, like they look like um, two little dishes facing each other. And so I'm like, "All right, great. How do I time travel?" Um, what do I do? And so I'm like going around and my, my breath is going out. My life is going out. I'm shooting the sonars all over. And then I finally just hit the side of one of the dishes with my sonar. And then those start to bounce back and forth. And then I do like this little swirly thing. Did you guys figure out how to time travel right away? Yeah, not right away for myself. Anyways, it seemed to have a pretty specific hitbox in the middle of the dish. So if you weren't perfectly centered, it like wouldn't, wouldn't register but yeah yeah i found it off just mashing felt pretty trial and error yeah and then you go back to time to the jurassic beach and uh so we can talk a little bit about the this area because early on you find a glyph and the glyph says like shoot uh shoot the or sing the song to summon the like pterodactyl or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a pterodactyl. I think it's some other type of uh, the pteranodon. Yeah, pteranodon. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> is is that a real thing? <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, I think so. And so, I uh, it's not entirely clear like what that means because when I went up to the surface, I was like, okay, I'm shooting it all in the air. Um, I see, I see a couple birds like way in the distance. So I'm like, maybe those are like little tiny pixels. So I was like, what's going on here? By the way, around this area is these like really long eels, which are really kind of disgusting. They look like sharks, except for they're they look more like an eel. You know, like they're the length of a shark. And your uh, and your confused sonar will work on them just like it will. A shark. Oh yeah. So you you finally find what I'm just going to call it pterodactyl because honestly looks like one of those. And so what you do is you jump into the air and you shoot your your song, your your homing or your sonar into the air, and it comes and picks you up. And this serves as a way to get to the next area, which you know is kind of cool. You know, uh, I, I could appreciate it. 
and then you go down a little bit south of here, or you go down to the bottom of the ocean, and there's these little volcano things, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys figure out the trick with the volcanoes? On Eventually, accident, yes. when I was trying to run from one of these little <laughs> trilobites that's chasing you. Yeah, the trilobites are uh. nasty. They look like they look kind of more like shrimp to me. Uh, if I were to describe what they look like, they look like little shrimps. But yeah, they they get on you and they are adamant about killing you. And so yeah, I also accidentally ran into one of these volcanoes. And the uh, actually is the volcano on this level? No, it's on the next level, I believe. The Pteranodon Pond. So at the bottom of the the ocean here are a bunch of these volcanoes and unbeknownst to me actually a couple of the volcanoes are false walls so you can actually go into the volcano and then through the terrain which allows you to progress a little bit more into the area as far as i could tell the only indication that that exists is it has some bubbles coming out uh lobos how did you figure out that those volcanoes were where you needed to go yeah i i eventually one of my tactics if i didn't know where to go was just to kind of <laughs> edge along the walls and mash my sonar and see if it hits something and that's that's how i managed to find that it, they have enemies that kind of come out from the walls so after i figured that out i was like oh maybe they have like you know an enemy come through that little tunnel area to show you hey you can go through here but that wasn't the case they just come out of <laughs> out of nowhere yeah so, uh it was just luck and then once i knew to look for that then i was like okay well we'll keep in the, keep that in mind Whenever it came yeah. to like the long line of the uh, of the little heat vents on the bottom, and only a couple of them you could go down, I was able to use a sonar, and you could see the uh, you could see mm-hmm. like basically the pillars underneath them. But there, it would look like there was solid solid earth between you and those pillars. But that was kind of your indication of if I go down this vent, I'll hit that pillar. Right, right, right. We are back to <laughs> the the pterodactyl. I I like this guy a lot because he's when he picks him up, he's just he seems so happy to pick up Echo. And you'd think you know Echo would be a perfect bite size <laughs> meal for this pterodactyl because pterodactyl is pretty big, you know. Yeah, it's probably like three times as large as Echo, <laughs> and he looks very hungry because he he's like squaw squawking as he's going. He's picking up uh, Echo and moving around. Now, oh the next level is Origin Beach, and uh, I think that we're introduced to a new enemy, which is, it looks like a seashell, but it has some tentacles coming out, and they actually kind of- a shelled squid. A shelled <sighs> squid. Well, there's actually two types of enemies that have these. There's one that moves from side to side, uh, which we're seeing right now, and then there's one that look more like conch shells, and they have uh, tentacles coming out there. Uh, in either case, both aren't too tricky to navigate. Again, if you just keep mashing on the dash button, eventually you're going to get through this, the area pretty quickly. Uh, and then we move on to the next level, which calls the Trilobite Circle. And when I saw the name of this level, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. And immediately there's like two or three Trilobites that are just on me. <laughs> and they, yeah, they actually do just go through the walls to get yeah you, so. they chase you so much longer than any other enemy like anything else you could just kind of run away from and it's fine but yeah. they'll chase you and if you're just trying to get away you'll aggro another one and then you'll have two or three chasing you and if you try to turn around and bo- boop them with your nose most of the time they would just They're approach you too hard fast to kill, so yeah. yeah 
And then uh, one of the new, I think this is one of the last new enemies we'll see uh, in the ocean, at least, is this huge seahorse, which is blocking off a, a path. And I don't know if you can kill it. I never was able to. Oh, um, but yeah, oh, I can. did. I did. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I managed to just kind of like skirt alongside the wall and get through <laughs> it. But nice. every time I hit it, it's shooting up like four little mini seahorses mm-hmm. from it. And so it was just like, oh, come on, just let me through. Uh, yeah, eventually I, I got through. And I think uh, one of the saving graces for me there is anytime I found one of those, we were talking earlier about those those glyphs you could hit that would give you this invulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were great because you you could just pass through the, the seahorse with those. Mm. And then at the end of the level, you actually jump into the sky, which I, I wasn't quite sure like how that works oh yeah i yeah because they never had that as an exit before and i I don't know maybe you get grabbed by a pteranodon and taken somewhere else but yeah they they don't really give you an exit and you're like what are you doing what are we doing here and i usually jump up just to check out like this the walls on the sides Mm -hmm. and then it ended the level i was like oh Oh, okay. It's worth noting that there's really no indication of where exits are in the game. And yeah. often, actually not often, but occasionally the exit will just be like through a wall. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and you uh, just... You, I, I will say if you use your sonar near an exit, you'll see arrows pointing, oh, uh, really? indicating oh, okay. that this is the okay. exit and that's the direction that you want to be pointing. So we, we hit our first of two bosses in the game. The asteroid... Um, Raise of hands who had to look up how to defeat this boss i did me i i had i had the right idea and just uh-huh. looked it up to make sure that that's what you had to do because i didn't want to spend a bunch of time trying to do it so okay uh, why don't you walk us through what you have to do lobos and tell us how you figured out how you had to do this well like you said it was it's like a double helix of these orbs that just kind of spins around uh, twirls around itself and uh, it's it's made up of different colored orbs. There's like brown, orange, blue, and like gray or something like that. It shoots lightning at you eventually, which deals a ton of damage. And if you run into it, it deals damage. And uh, the sonar doesn't seem to do anything to it that I, I notice. So if you charge it with your nose and boop it, whatever you hit, whichever orb you hit will start flashing. It will be like flashing transparent. And... It stays that way. And if you hit another orb, maybe it'll stay on or maybe it'll turn off. And I, I noticed that if you hit two of the same color, then they'll both remain flashing. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll keep so hitting the, the ones guy, the same The guy color. that I saw had said it had to be a specific color. Maybe oh. that's not the case. No, I, t- I had, was doing it with different ones depending on okay. my attempt. Okay, because the, the guy that I said said you had to hit the same color as Echo's nose. I was like, okay, what, gray, I guess? But that's interesting. So that maybe that's a little bit easier than I thought it was because I was like, how were you supposed to know it was just the gray orbs? Oh. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Yeah, but but after you, I think you have to get four of those orbs, then yeah, he just kind of, yeah, in a row without <laughs> hitting other ones because that interrupts it. <laughs> Then he the the big double helix thing just kind of yeah. crumbles down. Good good time to use save states, right? But all oh, right, yeah. hit the first orb, save state. Yep. Second yep. orb, save state. Yep. After that, you go back to Asterite, and he's like, "Hey, great, thank you for making me whole again." And he teleports you back to before the vortex suck up your pod, and yep. he's like, "Hey, oh, also he gives you a special power. You no longer have to." surface for air so you're basically you can breathe underwater did you guys notice that ah uh, i knew yeah. that happened but i didn't know that's why it happened yeah it's you nice. that and your health it, regenerates automatically 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are those are great, great things because uh, you're gonna need it in the next <laughs> le- next couple levels here. So we're coming up on the end of the game, but yeah, you go back in time and you jump up in the air again, and the vortex comes and sucks up everyone, but you get sucked up this time and enter the tube. This is a very different level than what we've seen in the past. We're now like in space and imagine a huge, um, you know, like shop vac vacuum sucking up the ocean. And that's what you're trying to traverse up right now. And it's and a big auto scroller level, which yes. they, I don't think they did auto scrollers up to this point, nope. but it's in game and it's going to be hard. So I think yeah. all the rest of the levels are auto scrollers. It is pretty hard. And again, I use save states a little bit here. I wanted to get the challenge of kind of learning the auto scroller level because I think that's where part of this, the fun comes in. But at the same time, I'm like, the auto scroller level is actually kind of long. So I don't want to spend so long. Yeah. This first one, like, yeah, it keeps increasing in speed how fast the level scrolls by. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of repeating sort of a pattern. Um, But pretty much what you did there, I was just slightly off center and I stood in one spot and just mashed my sonar. And if you got hit, you would regen health enough in time and then you would make it through. And I was actually running into, because there's there's these little lightning things on the wall and I was like trying to run into them because I didn't, I'm like, is there something I need to do to progress the level? Do I need to like damage this thing? Because I was sitting in the middle and nothing was touching me, but I didn't feel like it was progressing. So uh, after you actually complete that, you go into the uh, penultimate level here, which is called Welcome to the Machine. This is another thing that I use save states a little bit, but I wanted to kind of memorize the levels because this actually was probably the most fun I had in the game. I don't know what you guys thought. Oh, nice. But you're essentially inside of the alien mothership. And I guess it's all underwater, or maybe you're floating through space. I'm not yeah, sure. at this point, I don't know. <laughs> and, and there's these aliens that come out, and I, I would say they actually look like aliens from the movie Alien. Did you guys? Yeah, they got the, they got the yeah. big heads, and then yeah. they got I don't know, like just like kind of tentacles on them. Yeah, yeah. tentacles or limbs. Yeah. And so they come out, and once I figured out that you can use your sonar to blow them up, you basically just do 360s around the, as the level is auto-scrolling, you just do like 360s blasting sonars all around. <laughs> uh, and it, this auto-scroller level is pretty easy. Occasionally, though, what it will do is it will put, <laughs> it'll put you at a dead end. So let, let's say it's going to the up and, and the left and it gets you into dead end, and then it'll be like, okay, it stops, and now it starts going to the right. So there's often where it's like, all right, a path that you couldn't get to before now opens up. But I'll tell you what is devious. After you do that, you go to the boss level. Uh, or it's not Sorry, not a boss level. You go to the boss, because if you die on the boss, you have to do that whole welcome to the machine level again. And yeah. I was not going to do that, because that, that, that took about, what, five minutes, would you say? It is a long, it's long, long level. It's very long. <laughs> Now, let's talk a little bit about this boss fight and what it looks like. Alamaxia, why don't you why don't you fill us in here? So this is just a giant floating head, and uh, we have a lot going on around the room. Uh, we have a whole bunch of holes in the wall, and there's going to be some toxic smoke that pops out of the the walls and just try, tries to hit Echo. You can pretty dodge that pretty easily. Early in the level, there's going to be some more of those aliens spawning, but the biggest thing is that this big head has two eyes, and you need to uh, shoot your sonar at the eyes in order to pop them out of its head. But every time you hit it, a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of little black balls come out that you have to try to dodge, and they do a lot of damage. Which 
normally you would think, oh, I can regen health. Well, regen is turned off for this boss fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> conveniently. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> now, I, I did find that you could kind of stay off screen and, and actually plink the eyes with the carefully placed sonar. So mm. I, I was able to do that. Okay. But even sitting still too long in that part, you would have those aliens yeah. creeping yeah. up on you. So you couldn't sit still. But after you got those eyes down, you went after its jaw, which it would, it would constantly try to suck you up and you'd see all these jellyfish in the room go, get sucked in. And you just had to time a dash just right to hit it in the jaw a whole bunch of times. And I think it's after you knock the jaw off twice, yeah. then you could do the, uh, then you could actually damage the head itself. Yeah. Two more hits to the head and he blows up and, and actually what you see is, is all the sea life kind of spiral out from this alien head and all the dolphins kind of come out and they, they go back down the tube that you just came in. And it's really cool because you see your, um, your, your school, I guess, of dolphin friends. And you're just kind of like you go into the sea and you're jumping around and all the, the dolphins are uh, swimming and they're happy. And your, your character, Echo, he goes into a mode where he actually just goes and talks to everyone. And at this point, you don't have control. It's sort of a cutscene. And uh, you're basically talking to all your your family that you saved, and they're they're saying, "Hey, great job, Echo. We're gonna remember you forever. Or we're gonna remember you forever. You're a hero. You saved us. Good job." So um, I guess not a whole lot of fanfare, but I did feel like that boss fight was a lot of fun. I, I'll tell you what, though, if the boss fight was a separate level, and it's like every time you die, you restart the boss fight, I would have felt that that boss fight was perfectly balanced. You know, it was it was a lot of fun, a little bit of a challenge, not too bad, but you know, had a little bit of skill and it had some cool mechanics to it. Yeah, I, I liked it overall. The, the only problem I had was that if he sucks you up, that was one hit. And yeah, one if, if one of those uh, individual smaller aliens kind of got on top of you, you, you were pretty much one hit. So, yeah. and without the regening health, it's like, ah, uh, if they, considering they combined it with the level, they could have at least left that regen because you regen, yeah. but if you get in a bad situation, you'll still, uh, you'll still get taken out. But what's really funny is, um, really funny is just before we end it, a little factoid about just that difficulty is that, um, the developer of the game put out a little factoid in uh, 2012. That said, uh, I was paranoid about game rentals and kids beating the game over the weekend, so I uh, made it hard. <laughs> so <laughs> a little background about why it might be hard. He, he, just, he just wanted to make sure that kids didn't beat it right away. Yeah, and definitely took me some time, even with save stains. So. Yeah. I, I guess uh, to kind of close out the, my feelings here, I, again, I, I did have some enjoyment with the game. I don't think I'd be interested in doing uh, the sequels of Echo, Although I, I, I really appreciate what it tried to do and what it did, and, and I'm glad that I played it. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on Echo the Dolphin? I'll say it's a really good thing that the city of Atlantis uh, designed everything for a dolphin in order to save the world, because that's... <laughs> unless it was a city of dolphins, I don't know. Well, remember, it was a, it was a city, uh, it was like 55 million years ago it was constructed. But I, th I think in the lore, I think the lore, whenever you're hitting the crystals, they, say they even say that it was foretold that, that, that like it was, they kind of predicted it was going to be. Yeah, I guess they knew stuff that, or, that or prophesized. nobody else did, or they just knew ahead of time. So <laughs> they looked into the future. Um, but also, um, maybe not play Echo 2, but check out that soundtrack, man. Echo 2. I'll, I will do that. I'll That's definitely a real do good that. soundtrack.
Now, I was going to say, I'd be interested to see how you would like the game if you were to play through it um, if using the, uh, the dash and the sonar, mm. because I used that a lot through the whole game. And that's how I was able to kill the trilobites, the, the spider crabs, and everything. I, instead of hitting them with my nose, I was hitting them with sonar. And that made a lot of the game significantly easier. So I feel like just by going through it, only hitting it with your nose, that was a challenge <laughs> mode in and of itself. Uh, and one more little bit about uh, power-ups. We didn't mention it. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I think it's the very first pod that you save. If you save all three, you get that sonar confuse upgrade, but you also get something to where enemies don't respawn anymore if you kill them. So you can, complete, you can completely oh, yeah. empty out a level and not have to uh, worry about that. I did not get that because, yeah, the enemies would repopulate if I left the area and came back. All right. Well, awesome. Thanks, folks, for uh, for listening. That's going to wrap up our Echo the Dolphin episode. And, of course, we really wanted to thank our Patreon supporters for supporting this episode. If you like what you uh, hear here and you want to help support us, please head on over to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Gaming Show to learn more. Uh, we have some cool things there, including uh, early access to the podcast. And also one of the things that we do is we splice together the video, the actual video that the group here watches with the podcast. So you can actually follow along with us to uh, visualize, better visualize what we're seeing. So I think that really helps change the experience there. So yeah, we finished Echo and um, I'm pretty bananas about this podcast. <laughs> <You're> pretty <laughs> bananas? Oh my gosh. Wow, can we take do another take on that one, Alamaxion? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's that's perfect, man. So here's one that actually Alamaxia, I think you you kind of suggested, and I have never played uh, this one. Uh, Lobos, how about you? Have you played it? I've definitely played it. Uh, I think I've beaten it, but it was very long time ago. Awesome. Well, we're going to be playing Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo, and it's been a little bit a hot moment since we played a platformer. I think the last one we did was um yoshi's island right Ooh. lobos yes definitely. and so i'm hoping that this one is a is a fun game to experience there i looked at a little bit of the the videos and it seems kind of interesting but we'll see we'll see <laughs> so uh yeah we're gonna definitely do that in may but sadly we have reached the end credits of this episode and we all wanted to thank you for listening to us on the podcast and we do re release a new podcast monthly, so be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast on the iTunes, Google, or whatever your choice your platform is. If you got feedback or just want to send us a message, we'd love to hear for you from you. Uh, message us at Saturday Morning Gaming Show at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at Saturday M Gaming. Yeah, and we definitely have the uh, Game of the Year podcasts uh, available. Actually, the uh, the last the day three is going to be coming out soon. And so after listening to those, that will be a perfect opportunity for you to, to shoot us an email saying, you guys were completely wrong about these mm. top 10 games. And this is why and here's my top 10 list. I, we certainly would love to hear if you have your top 10 list of uh, 1999. Uh, but we did want to give a special shout out to techno for a lot of the music on this episode. For Saturday morning gaming. I'm Alamaxia and I'm Lobos. And I'm the Fat Wizard. We'll see you in May with Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo.